You're listening to Agency Highway. This is a podcast for agencies that want to grow their business and work less. Agency Highway is sponsored by Content Snare, a platform that helps digital agencies gather content from clients without digging through a storm of emails, huge attachments, and messy Google Docs. Sign up at contentsnare.com and use the chat widget to say you heard about Content Snare on Agency Highway, and you'll get a 30-day trial instead of the typical 14. Now, here's this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to Agency Highway. This is episode 137 and I am speaking with Forti from Growth Mentor. Welcome to the show, Forti. Thanks for having me. I know I'm probably butchering your name there. You're probably like, oh man, this sounds like bloody nails on a chalkboard. But um, Oh man, you got it. Try saying the last name and then we'll see the butchering. <laughs> oh God, yeah. That's half the reason I avoided it. I'm not going to lie. Is it Panagio? Yeah, Panagio. Damn. Tac, tac, it's Taco Pulos. That's the way you can kind of split it in three. But yeah, <laughs> the, the proper way is Panagiotakopoulos in Greek. There you, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> Guys, so today, uh, Fonzie and I are going to be talking about what people look for when they are choosing an agency. I know uh, Fonzie had some opinions uh, here. We were discussing what we're going to do uh, for a podcast. He's a little nervous. Aren't you, Fawzi, about sharing, uh, you know, ma- insulting uh, some agencies? <laughs> I mean, I, I was I was kind of nervous about in general going on a podcast about agencies when I have never worked in an agency before. And I just, you know, used mm-hmm. a couple of them over the last decade or so. But, yeah, hopefully uh, it doesn't bore the audience and they can get a little bit of value. No, I think it's I think it's a great topic. Uh, <laughs> just consider like a user te- user research. Yeah, exactly right. Probably um, use your buyer persona. When it makes me think at some point I'm going to have to uh, go and you know do a survey or something of a bunch of business owners and see what they want in an agency. I think that would be a really cool post. But before we kick off, I just want to introduce people to what Growth Mentor is. So you're the founder of Growth Mentor. And uh, the reason I reached out is because Growth Mentor is amazing. Uh, it has been super helpful for me. I kind of wish something like this existed sooner. I'd like to just to give people an idea it's a you you pay a membership fee and then you can basically just book people to talk to uh, many of them are free some aren't some you've got to pay additional uh, but i've had so many quote-unquote free conversations for such a low monthly fee uh, that have really helped us nail some messaging things and get like our onboarding sorted and just various parts of our business so growth mentor has been awesome uh so thank you for creating it yeah, I mean, my, my pleasure. I honestly made it for for kind of selfish reasons because I, I needed something like this to exist mm. for myself and, and it didn't uh, because, you know, growth growth is super hard and, and sometimes you just want to talk to somebody about what, what you're going through, what you're working on and get a second opinion um, and, and talk to somebody who's not wanting to talk to you just because they want to get $100 an hour, you know. Yeah, just because they enjoy helping. So those are the type of people that we, that we try and find and bring on the platform. Yeah, I love that one of the topics you can choose when you're booking a call is just to vent. <laughs> <laughs> what a great idea. I haven't picked that yet because I feel like I don't want to vent to vent to some random on there. But um, yeah, it's I, I like the idea, man. And I've got some you know conversion help, I've got uh, messaging and copy help. I've had yeah, it's been it's been amazing. So let's get into the topic here of like you know, what, what are people looking for in an agency? I think a good place to start would be with some of, I don't know if you've got horror stories or just bad experiences. What have been your experiences in the past? Well, I can, I can tell you 
the um, pro like my thought process behind choosing my mm -hmm. my first agency, right? So what? Just a brief background. When 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 I chose my first agency, it was in 2011, and I had been working as the CMO at EuroVPS.com for two years at that point, right? So I had just two, three years. I, I just came out of university, taught myself marketing, joined my brother's startup, and just was like the marketing guy, right? And uh, I redid the website by myself uh, from the beginning, just Googling stuff and, and hiring uh, a designer. And then I found a PSD to HTML guy to um, take the design and put it to code and found a CMS guy, put it in WordPress. And uh, yeah, like that went really, really well. I got, I got lucky back then because SEO was, was a lot easier. I made around 200 long tail landing pages um, for like long tail keyword variants of, of the product. And uh did amazing, uh, like tripled tripled revenue in, in, in a year and a half just from SEO. But at some point in 2011, I was like, well, this is getting a bit too overwhelming. And we're we started to plateau, right? And and my imposter syndrome kind of kicked in. And I was like, I need, I need to bring in the expert, like the the A team, <laughs> you know, and we could finally afford to, right? So I was like, mm -hmm. all right, let's 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 hire an agency. So I, I think that a, a key trigger point for me was just that feeling of overwhelm and like wanting to, wanting to believe that there's a group, a squad of other people out there that can come in and save the day, right? So a lot of, a lot of founders think that, that they're going to spend more money, they're going to go with a better agency, and they're just basically going to be the messiah, right? It's going to come in and sweep in, save everybody, right? So... I, I did that and I, I hired to say, I'm not going to say the name, but like I spent $25,000 for the website redesign, which, and the, and the development implementation, but it was like a, not a big web. I mean, the, the, the landing pages, they, they didn't do 301s. It was, it was terrible. It was, it was unbelievable. It was like the worst experience uh, from an SEO perspective. Uh, and I, I, I had never done my migration before, so I didn't, really have that first-hand experience. So I got kind of burned that way. So I'm not going to go into the details, but that was my first sort of agency experience. And then I, I made a vow to myself that I would never never do that again. And I would just, uh, <laughs> you know, learn things faster and better and stronger uh, and just do it myself and hire freelancers on Upwork. And that's what <laughs> I proceeded to do for, for the website side of things. And that worked out? Because um, I feel like it's just as easy to yeah. get burned there. <laughs> well, I... I it, it, to it totally is, but you, you know what? It's just a trial, trial and error. You, you work with enough people, you'll find the ones that that, that are good, right? I, I honestly think that that it's just a persistence. Uh, it's just a function of persistence. Uh, if you have deep enough pockets to just try different things and be able to weather and uh, uh, enough uh, bad hires, then you'll eventually stumble upon the right one. And every single subsequent person you hire, you're going to get better at that at that vetting process. And, and yeah, I 100 percent yeah. agree with that. Like it's yeah. uh, it's pretty hard to hire the right person the first time. Uh, and sometimes you get pretty good. You know, I think we're pretty good at hiring content people now, and when you can run like tests, short small tests to see what someone's writing is like. It's great, but um, you know, you can yeah. do the same thing with small development tasks, or you know, all that kind of thing. And I think. Sometimes you just got to be willing to let people go quickly uh, if, they, if they're not performing. But sure. I just wanted to highlight there, like your first 
proper agency experience. That is so representative, I feel, of a lot of um, consumers of agency work. Like, for example, we're, we're the same. I've been, I've worked with so many agencies before and I always have that same feeling. Like, they're going to come in and everything's going to be better. I'm finally going to pay all this money to do this thing. And when you don't have a good experience, it you remember that. It rocks you pretty hard. And I think every just about every business owner, if you've been in business for more than a couple of years, you've had this experience. Everyone's been burned by an agency. And I think that's important for agencies to remember when they're dealing with new clients because that's a hurdle that you have to get over you know why why are you different and how are you not going to burn me <laughs> yeah call it out i would say in your marketing on your on your on your website like call the pull, pull out the elephant in the room and be like hey you know i know that you have been burned before maybe if you want to but i mean that's that's something that would kind of catch my eye oh yeah i think that's a great great idea it depends on what the brand is like you know um, we yeah. so our we had years ago when we had an agency I remember speaking to, well, we didn't have an agency at the time, but I remember speaking to lots of businesses locally and about, I'd say I'd had a software product, right? And everyone just assumes that when you're in software, you're in IT and IT does web design or whatever. And people would just assume I built websites, even though I had a software product. Um, they would say, they start rattling off all these reasons that they didn't have a good experience with their agency. You know, it'd be things like you know, generally communication. So they never respond to emails. They take forever to get back to me uh, or they just vanished. Uh, the projects would kind of get half finished or like 90% finished and never all the way there. Um, or they'd get, you know, a terrible job that just didn't work the way they wanted it to. And so the tagline we created for our agency back then was web developers that respond to emails, finish the job and don't suck. And the amount of positive feedback I got from that was insane over the years. I think it was it was really, really good for us because it was basically the three things I kept hearing over and over and over from, from people who were dissatisfied with their current agency. So I love the idea of calling it out because we did it. Um, but, you know, obviously it doesn't fit everyone's brand, but uh, it can absolutely work. Yeah, absolutely. I love I love the tagline. We had a similar tagline with our hosting company, something like "Say goodbye to lame excuses and downtime" or something. <laughs> that was that was what people uh, cared about, right? Bad support, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, like going back to the thing, like why I wanted the, the agency uh, to to come in. Like one of the, the the ideas I had is that there would be a a, a, a bunch of people in an office that were all. Uh, specialists in their own right like you've got the, the strategist you have the content person the uh, uh the, the the performance marketer and they'd be thinking about my account right and strategizing together because i didn't have a large team and i know the difficulties that go into hiring multiple different uh people to, to build a growth team all right but that that idea um that dream that there could be some agency out there you can just plug into and have their entire squad kind of thinking in unison on your behalf. That's, uh, that's intoxicating. Right. And I think that's, that's a big draw, uh, to, 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 the, to, to go to the agency route. Right. So, you know, communicating that across, there's, it's not just going to be like one or two people. It's like the whole, there's, there's a lot of people in there all with, with their own experiences diverse. And that, that, that spawns creativity, doesn't it? Right. When you've got people with different experiences that have, all that you know, they can use their pattern recognition from past client accounts. I mean, that that's for me a pretty good pull, like a value prop, um, just for whatever that's worth. 
Yeah. And well, I mean, I guess then the, the thing is actually delivering on that too, because there's a lot Absolutely. of agencies that hold. I'm telling you the dream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's that is great to have in your marketing because especially if that's what people are thinking, because that's what people like you and I are thinking when we hire someone, we want, you know, our problems to be solved. Uh, And, and like, is that you covered it so well there that you, you're going to have other people, especially a group of people with different skill sets, thinking about your business and your problem. That is exactly what goes through my mind as well. uh, When I've hired people, I know we've worked with, you know, smaller companies as well, sometimes you know so because there's definitely freelancers and consultants listening to this you know i think it works for them as well like the um like i even if i'm not thinking i'm not going to a freelancer and think i'm hiring a whole team i'm thinking like just having an outside perspective um and that they're going to be dedicated to helping me grow it's, even if it's one or two people i still think kind of the same way um mm-hmm. so yeah if you can get that across in messaging i think that that would go down really well one 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 clarification that was my thought process 10 years ago after right. i got burned i realized that was a complete fantasy right and, and that's <laughs> not the case and then i i realized it's kind of impossible for agencies to truly care like founders do right mm-hmm. and i mean think about it right like you you've got to pay your own rent you have to pay your salaries like you know you're your dog gets sick, like all of these crazy things happen. The kids are complaining about they didn't get the PlayStation 5 or whatever. Like you're not going to be thinking about my startup when you're going to sleep. You're not. I will go. Mm-hmm. Right. So don't lie and tell me that you're going to care about me as much as I do. Like it's not, it's not true. It's not going to happen, but that's okay. There's a way to kind of uh, take that negative and reframe it as a positive. And I, I mean, if you're not thinking about it, like the founder, that means that you're not swayed by those emotions right you can be more data driven you can look at things in a more clinical kind of way whereas the founder is too close to it he can all right so i think that that's actually a benefit that's a way to take a negative and turn it into a kind of benefit because i, mean, oh, think, I think of like this analogy that. right like you you have a babysitter you're going to give the, your, your kids to the babysitter obviously they're not going to love your baby as much as you but they're still perfectly capable of taking care of that child feeding it doing all the things and then you have a very professional level you know, it's the same exact way. Like they're not going to care about it the same way, but they can still deliver the goods and, and think about uh, things that you can't from a different perspective. Uh, from a much, and I think the, the the key is that there's there's not that emotional sort of um, uh, attachment to ideas that might be time to be dropped, right? Because the data shows otherwise. And I think that's a big that's a big mistake that founders make. I make it as well, right? I have these mm-hmm. ideas, a, a positioning that I thought of. Uh, three years. I was just talking with another one of the mentors yesterday, and I was telling him something about our our position. I was like, "Well, we can't we can't do this. I'm not going to say what it is, but we can't do this one thing because that would go against our initial core values, right? Our initial our initial vision, right?" And, and she's like, "Well, you can you can reposition yourself. Who who said you have to be exactly the same <clears throat> three four years down the line, right? And and I mean that's 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 evolution. So." Solid. Yeah. yeah. I like that point. Yeah. And I, I think um, that is kind of cool a way of thinking about it. You know, like, I, mean, I can totally get the idea of this is a sunk cost fallacy, right? Like if I, there's an idea or something I've sunk a lot of time into, I'm probably more likely to continue with it because that's what humans do yeah. generally. Whereas an agency might come in and go, nah, mate, that's really dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen like 38 clients do the same thing in the group, you know, like, you've got that, 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 uh, that perspective. No, for sure. 
Yeah. So have you had any good experiences now since that, like taking on the way you think about agencies now? I mean, you've obviously worked with a bunch since then. What, what was the difference with yeah, the, the good experience? I, 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 uh, I, li- I, I like working with productized services now because I, I, I know what I get. Right? And it's pretty straightforward stuff. Um, and uh, I've, I've had a pretty good experience with the performance marketing agency I hired a, a year and a half ago. Um, and I used them for a couple of months. And then I decided to just carry on my, myself um, because the campaigns were working well. And I was like, all right, well, I, I don't really need to the management right now. But you know, the, the the agency owner was super happy that that he could wean me off of him, right? And I think that's I really respect that with agency founders that don't try to like find ways to secretly hold their clients and make them dependent on them, right? Port, knowledge quarters. Um, I, I think a lot of agencies do that. They don't want to. The the, the 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 client asks questions like, how'd you do this? Tell me a little bit about your thought process. And they don't want to say anything. They don't want to give information. It's like, <laughs> why? <laughs> you know? But yeah. And, and which, yeah. Sorry. And that's a segue into, and this is a segue into another topic that, that I, I really wanted to talk about and bring up. It's that notion yeah. of like content marketing, right? Like how much information to give away. Yeah. And, and we were talking content. offline about this before yeah. and, and how like using content well, exactly this topic, right? That people don't want mm-hmm. to give away their secrets, but and that's essentially what content marketing is, uh, is giving away your secrets. <laughs> you know, there's, there's always a level of, there's always going to be people that read how much is involved in something and can are fully capable of doing it themselves, but do not want to do it because it's going to be super time consuming and they can see yeah. that you know what you're doing because you've written the guide on it. And yeah. then we're going to be more likely to hire you because you've helped them out. I mean, a really cool example of this, um, Kyle uh, from the admin bar, which many of the listeners here will be familiar with. He has a product called the website owner's manual. I think it costs like 39 bucks and it's just such a genius idea. It's it's basically a manual on how to look after your own website, your WordPress website. So how to do backups, how to do um, you know updates, uh, what security tools to use, how to monitor security breaches, whatever, just like tons and tons of stuff. And it's just enough for, you know, if a client doesn't want to take up one of your maintenance plans or uh, they don't want to go on a retainer, you just send them this and be like, here's everything you need to do your site by yourself. So it's great content. And then they're going to probably look at that and go, wow, that is way too much crap that I didn't realize I need to do. Can you do it for me? You know, I think that's such a, that's content as a sales tool right there. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, it, it, that's, that's the exact sensation that I get when I read really good content. Like, cause I, like I'll tell you my, my, there's a couple of agencies that I'll just never forget their names because I learned important shit by listening yeah. to their content. Like for example, Webris, right? Oh, yeah. If anyone's familiar with them, like they're the bomb at, at, at link building uh, and, and, and SEO in general. Mad respect for Ryan, Ryan Stewart. Really great content on YouTube. And uh, he, gave, he gave his entire process, uh, screen recording, walking it through on how he does link building at scale. Right. And I watched that back in, I think it was 2017. And like my mind was blown. I was like, oh my God, this is, <laughs> this is perfect. Right. And I tried to replicate the whole thing and I did it quite, quite, quite well. And it, 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 it works. But I'll let, and I, I didn't need to hire him. I mean, it was out of my budget anyway. I think he charges like 10, 15 grand retainers. But Oof. I'll never forget that guy, right? And if I yeah. if I ever uh, run into somebody who, who's looking for, for uh, who's like series A, B funded, which I talk to a lot of founders now that, mm-hmm. that are in the situation, you know, I know somebody to, to, to recommend. You know, there's other examples that really stand out too, like this agency called Develomark. Uh, 
by this by this guy called Ron Marino. He's got a YouTube channel. It's amazing content on on SEO, right? And it's it's like he just gives it all away, all the secrets. It's like mm-hmm. just literally exactly what he does. It's like, well, you know, those that know, they know that it's doing that he's doing great work, and they'll respect that and appreciate it, and they might know how to do, it, but that doesn't necessarily mean they have the time or the patience to do it. Right? Yep. It's a very big distinction. I, I think it's important to kind of think think about like who are you targeting? Is it the beginners or is it the super advanced people? Right. And and it's a different approach with your content marketing either way, because there's there's con- that that sort of content might not have been really relevant for for mm. a very beginning. Uh, but um yeah just just give it if you're ever worried about giving too much, don't be uh people respect that. I I 100 percent do. Uh, and we share, people share content like all the time on email and stuff, right? So like if they, we stumble upon a great article, like I'll go on my Slack group and I'll share it. Like, oh my God, check yeah. out this, this walkthrough, this like, you know, so just whatever process, you, an easy way to, 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 to create amazing content is to not think of it like creating content. Just think about the processes that you have in your agency and just document it. Look at your own documentation and then see yeah. if you can add some pizzazz to it. And boom, that's content right there that's actually useful. Like share uh-huh. literally your process, get that all the way. <laughs> yeah. No one's going to copy you. And if you think they, I mean, that's kind of from coming from an egotistical perspective, the, the fear of being copied, because that's assuming that you're somehow better than the majority of people. And in reality, I mean, like there's a certain point where like everyone's kind of as good as each other. And then there's the super elite. And when you see the super elite players sharing their entire playbooks, like who are you to <laughs> kind of want to hide it, right? Just go for it. Yeah. Do you manage WordPress sites for your clients? If so, you should probably check out WP Remote. It's a central platform to manage all of your sites in one place. That includes security, malware, uptime monitoring, and it's even got a built-in staging system. But my favorite feature is the visual regression system that will give you an alert if something breaks on an update so you can get in there and fix it. It was created by the same people behind BlogVault and Melcare. Now, BlogVault is one of the best backup plugins I've used, and it's also trusted by some of the biggest WP maintenance agencies out there like GoWP, WP Buffs, WP Valet. So if these guys rely on it, you know it's rock solid. You can try WP Remote for free and get 10% off any of the paid offerings by going to wpremote.com highway. Now let's get back to the show. Another great example is Perry Marshall. Like he's a very, very well-known guy in the Google ads space. I mean, I assume he still is. I, I don't actually follow it anymore, but um, I'll never forget his name because I read his book on Google AdWords. He steps through like every step on how to create a campaign and how to optimize it and things to look out for. You know, it was all there. Um, it was basically the Bible on AdWords that everyone recommended. I feel like people that do that kind of stuff are the ones that get the bigger names you know and like you said you'll yeah. never forget uh Weberus, I'll, I'll never forget perry marshall um you know and, and we did we followed the same thing when we started our product content snare because it's used by you know web designers generally or marketing agencies to collect website content or marketing assets from their clients um our um market were the agencies so we just get and we had an agency at the time so like our model was basically just give away our everything we knew about our agency you know why what crm we chose and why and uh you know what our process looked like and how we get clients you know so all these things were helpful to our exact target market um you know, in this case, it's a little bit different because we're not trying, like agencies probably aren't trying to attract other agencies. Uh, but if you, the services you do, if you can create content around 
you know, what your process so that someone else can take that, do that process, you know, like uh, building a website with a certain page builder or with Webflow or something, you know, like that kind of content is the stuff that other people, yeah, you might, a lot of DIYs will look at that content and they're not going to be your target audience, but you'll also get plenty of others who are not, you know, it's the same as my Zapier content. I, I do a lot of stuff uh, on YouTube around Zapier and people will start learning things. And then the, there's like a mishmash of content that they can watch on my YouTube, but eventually they might go, you know what? I'm just going to take this dude's course because it's all together in one spot. Or I might, I want to jump on a consult with this dude and pay, pay him some money, jump on a call, you know? So I'm, and I'm not doing implementation, but that would be the next step. You know, people are just like, I want someone to set all this shit up for me. I'll yeah. pay him to do it. I, I get people asking me that all the time, just from me putting out, content about like here's how you can integrate slack with zapier or whatever or, you know <laughs> is a integrate two apps so just show people how to do something and they find it and then eventually people come through and and want to actually work with us i mean it's this playbook's been run a hundred times a million times before it surprises me that more agencies don't do it yeah I, because they already have the processes and they have documentation i know i know everyone over there is using some sort of notion or whatever click up Google Sheets, even Google Docs, you've got your documentation in place. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to call yourself an agency and scale it, right? So like, just, just repurpose that into content. Uh, yeah, I mean, you. I, by the way, uh, James, I, I, was, I recently tried to transition to ClickUp uh, for my project management, and I was Googling some stuff on ClickUp on YouTube, uh, YouTube searching, and I found your video. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wait a second, that guy sounds familiar. I was like, oh, yeah, I have a podcast with him in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um you know what I've, I've heard that quite a lot about uh a couple of click up videos that i've made and i feel like um i need to make more click up content because i found people people that have found my click up videos have en ended up on um you like as customers of content snare as well so it's kind of crazy that you yeah. know they because they're you know obviously process oriented people are looking for you know, things on their project management system. Then they go, oh, wait, there's this other product this guy has that can help with this other part of my process. So I guess that's another example, right? It's, it's Totally. And, and ClickUp people are like very tool obsessed, I find, uh, because it's like the ultimate up, up, upgrade from your Google Sheets. Like it goes ClickUp, then, sorry, Sheets, Docs, Notion, then ClickUp, I think, because it has those inbuilt automations, which parentheses weren't really working for me. Like it was super buggy. So I ended up getting a refund and going back to, to Google Docs and Google Sheets. But yeah, that's unfortunate. I, I'm finding <laughs> the same with ClickUp. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. you, I don't know which video of mine you found. So there's one a lot of people find me through is the, it's like a Trello. Why I switch from Trello to ClickUp? Yes, that was the one. that. Yeah, it's getting a bit old now. And I really enjoyed ClickUp at the time, but I feel like the UI, things have been getting a bit more buggy. And I've, I've noticed in the Facebook group, more people are complaining about it now. But I hope yeah. they're able to clean things up because I really don't want to switch yeah. to another tool. Switching costs suck. <laughs> yeah, I mean they were really they were really cool about it. They offered me they said they they would give me six months for free if I stayed because I played I paid for the annual plan mm. and also like a fifty percent discount. But I'm like, that's just not gonna like I have problems with my processes. It doesn't like, fix my problem. Bugs. I can't yeah. have bugs. Like because I had set up a lot of on it. Like I'm switching to it because I'm attracted to your automations to help my processes go a little bit smoother without having me be on top of everything but yeah. then i realized that there's no replacement 
for that, like you can't really fully remove the, the human element and maybe actually automation and all that might be, there's a point of diminishing returns because if you're not going to have that human mm-hmm. uh, uh, overlook, like you will miss things that uh, probably 100%. Should, should have seen, right? So. I've got a I've got a vision for a future product that is somewhere between automation and and that involves humans and I yeah. man I really want to do it it's like a long term dream of mine but we're all about focus uh, <laughs> I'm trying to focus on my current product yeah and you know I just want one more thing I've been I've been mm. thinking about for actually like a couple of years this notion of like the sunk cost of um, building processes it happens to me personally all the time I'll spend like a week <clears throat> building this new process or like organizing my um, Google Drive. And then I realized, well, I don't actually like it. Like this isn't going to work. And then I scrap everything and then I redo it like in a completely different way. It's like, oh man, I just wasted like six like hours, <laughs> you know, yeah. with these with, or organize my processes. But like you shouldn't really beat yourself up about that. I mean, that's just the the fact is that you're going out there, you're trying to to, to, to be a little bit more efficient and, uh, you know, there's no perfect right way to do it. You know, it's always an evolution. So yeah, don't, don't sweat the, the sunk costs of, of trying yeah. to, to get 100%. your process in order. hundred percent. So, so, so back to, you know, what people are looking for in an agency. I mean, do you think there's anything else to cover in, in, in the first, like where we're talking about, I guess what we're looking for versus content. So obviously content, content's a great way to differentiate. It's a great way to um, bring in clients, but yeah. yeah. One, one, one more, a couple of things extra, like that, that I always think about after the first form of experience, this is actually the second experience I had with another Facebook agency back in 2016, where I got a really amazing uh, found, uh, agency founder who sold me. Right on on the uh, on the package on the dream right and then afterwards I got passed to the um, actual practitioners who were not this person and they were not as charismatic and skilled as the person who uh, sold me the account and that that kind of left a bitter bitter taste so that's that's another thing that you know try it and be a little bit uh, verbose on your landing page that uh, the people that are going to be working on your accounts are actually you know, the, these people here and uh, they can be trusted because of X, Y, Z credentials, experience and so on and so forth, because that is a, a very real fear that a lot of people in the space feel are just going to be peddled onto some uh, virtual assistant uh, that's getting paid $3 an hour. Right? So like that, yeah. that's, not, that's, that's, that's a really not- good point. <laughs> that's a really good point. And, and yeah, preempting that stuff and, and being very transparent about what's going to happen after the process. Like we always like to have a getting started section in our proposals and, you know, a page on the website about that. So it was quite transparent. I had a conversation with uh, someone who runs a productized service agency recently. Um, he was telling me about, well, he used to run a bespoke agency and they would show up to these like sales pitch type things where other agencies had literally just sent in their sales guys. And these, they showed up with their actual practitioners as well. Uh, and they said it a lot of the time, they would absolutely just wipe the floor with these other agencies because they had people there that knew what they were doing rather than just the showy salespeople. Uh, and, they, and they'd get these jobs Um so much more easily than basically all these other agencies there. So I thought that was really interesting uh, that, you know, especially mm-hmm. given what you just brought up. Um, and I, one, one more, one more thing to, that could be interesting. If anyone goes on ladder, ladder.io's website, it's uh, an agency that I really, really respect 
there's um so i don't know exactly what page it's on it might be on the home page or somewhere you'll find it there's a loom video where it's actually showing the notion working document that they give their clients which i found fascinating right because it gives you an inside look of what you can experience uh once you're in as an agency client and it shows all of the different uh sheets the pages and, 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 the, and it's the founder of, of l ladder uh, uh, I think his name is John Brody or something. Walking, walking through the uh, the, the working document, seeing what the experience is, the customer lifecycle journey, journey, basically, as a customer of Ladder.io. Like that's, it took him probably three minutes to do. He recorded it on Loom, and it's like there. Yeah. And so that that goes a long way. Just a couple of minutes of of, of work, just showing what the behind the curtains, right? <laughs> like what yeah. Oh, you know what? I- there's a lot of like a lot of this comes down to communication in a way you know content is just another form of communicating what's going to happen once you're on the inside is communicating what you do for clients Mm -hmm. uh you know everything we've spoken about i think communication is probably one of the biggest areas where agencies fall down and especially on the client and you know if you don't hear from your agency for even a week it can feel like forever uh you know two weeks you know three weeks we're getting into crazy levels now where it's as a client you can start getting legitimately worried about like what's going on and i have this experience constantly with agencies and freelancers where they just disappear for a while even people who i think are just amazing uh you know and everything looks good beforehand and then you just don't hear from them and you're like are they actually working on them like is there is everything okay? Like, are they waiting on me for something? Like, what's going on? Um, yeah, that's all the stuff that goes through my head. And I know this happens with other people as well. That's why that whole, like, respond to emails, finish your job and don't suck tagline works so well. And, you know, we, we tried to do, do pretty well with communication um, and something, I know I bang on about this all the time on the podcast. People are listening, uh, you've probably heard this a hundred times, but I think one of the simplest things is uh to to i mean this doesn't really help you land more clients but once you've got clients keep them more happy is just a weekly update email with like what we worked on this week what we're doing next week and uh what we're waiting on from you even if it's like nothing happens because xyz like just an update can go such a long way and and communicating puts you so far ahead of um other agencies and you know and i don't know I, i feel like if you can get that across in in your messaging that communication is your biggest thing and that you understand that that is uh you know uh, uh, what's the word um something you're worried about when you're um oh my god objections or whatever when you when you're going to hire an agency if you can address that in your marketing and and the way you talk to clients i think that's going to put you so far ahead Uh, absolutely it's one if you get an update it's the the person that gets the update instantly gets a a hit of endorphins like oh okay i'm it's okay. It's something's happening, you know, because mm-hmm. it's so, it's so common. And maybe like, here's just another taking that one step, one step further, the, the weekly updates, maybe when you onboard, like what I would, what I would find, find really endearing if an agency did is actually ask me like, Hey, do you want to have a sit down and, and go over some OKRs, like objectives and key results that we can um, be aware of? Like what's important to you, right? What's your, and then have that discussion about what sort of metrics to report on a weekly basis. If you're a link building agency, all right, how many links? That's an obvious one, right? But if it's something a little bit more abstract, like a website development agency or something, we'll break it down. Like what, what are those milestones? And just let, just keep it over the table that you want to know what they want to know about to be reported on. 
right? Like just show that that empathy that 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 client wants to know, like what's going on, right? And ask mm-hmm. them, what what do you want to know about exactly, right? We're, we'll help. Yeah, we can make a bespoke sort of uh, communication system to to make sure that that you know what you want to know, kind of thing, right? So it's just it's just that personal sort of touch that's go a little bit above and beyond what what most other people do. Yeah, and it, well, it's like a, a question we always used to ask is for in our you know initial onboarding is like for this project to be a success, you know, what does that look like to you? Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. It's like what exactly. what do you want to know ongoing? Like what are the most important things for you? <laughs> this is great. If you can report on exactly that, you're going to give them exactly what they want. I like that. It's a whole bunch of stuff that doesn't scale, but uh, that really sets you apart. Yeah, yeah. No, the things that don't scale, you can't do them forever. But like, th- I like to think of it like a nitrous boost, right? Every once in a while, if it's the right client that really is a good person and you like them, there's a good connection and you want to go a little bit over and you know that you've hit your 80 billable hours over the week, but you know that if you could just do that one extra thing, like it would push them over the edge of happiness, you know, go do like eight, 10 extra hours, right? Push the nitro boost for the ones that really deserve it, right? Because, you know, they're going to remember it. They're going to tell their friends. They might, you know, they might, you know, it's easier it's going to be to get an awesome customer story video <laughs> if you push the nitro boost the previous mm-hmm. month. I mean, like you can think a little bit strategically, but it's not like Machiavellian or like anything psychopathic, really. Like if you think of it like this, but just try and be a little bit strategic about you know who you who you go over and above with. Uh, think about their 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 reach, their network, and uh, if you've got a client on there that's like they've got an audience, like just do it. Go go above and beyond, especially if it's an early stage or you know your your yeah. agency and you want to get your foothold in. Yeah, I think that applies to just about any business too. You know, exactly. Like it, yeah, yeah. I mean, these are sort of common sense practices. But with with agencies, I only mention it because it's time, right? It's like people's time, and they get a little bit protective over that. And I totally get it, right? It's like my my billable hours, like yeah. So yeah, good, yeah. yeah and I, I don't think it requires a whole lot of time to you know. Yeah, you, in, in your example, you're talking about like throwing in some extra work on something they do, but. I mean, these little bits of communication and, and getting on calls with people to see how things are tracking, you know, that doesn't take that much time. You know, it's pretty regular for me to get on uh, calls with clients, uh, content snare customers, you know, because right now um, we're getting a lot of attention from accounting practices. And I know nothing about the accounting industry. They're using content snare to collect documents from clients. But I, to understand more, I just jump on calls with people and these calls are turning into referrals really quickly to influencers in the accounting space. Like, oh, you should talk to such and such, um, you know, and then that influencer now knows about our product and might talk about it to their entire army of accountants. So in a way, these things that don't scale can end up, well, it's, uh, help you reach people at scale too, you know, like just by, and, you know, to apply this to agency life, it's, the same principle, right? Like you can get on a call with a, a client that you're trying to impress, or I mean, you should just be doing this or, or with most of your clients, I think, uh, you know, try to keep them happy. If you keep clients really happy, you get on calls, like, or if they express something's wrong, you jump on a call with them immediately. Um, if they are asking a lot of questions, you jump on, you just offer to jump on a call with them and, and go through all their questions. You know, these things keep clients happy. They really impress people. And they're the kind of people that are going, will go and rave to others about 
your service. And I don't think it requires that much time. You know, a call only yeah. has to be 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, these, um, it's a small, small things that people remember. I think, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, back to the too many bill, you know, spend extra billable hours. So you don't have to take, you know, but, uh, yeah, I think what, what you said was perfect. <laughs> Cheers. Well, um, is there anything else you'd like to cover before we wrap this up? Um, I think we covered, we covered it all. I mean, I, again, I, I was kind of nervous to go on the show because I have zero experience working at an agency, but, uh, as a, uh, end customer of agencies, um, occasionally <laughs> over the last 10 years, yeah. hopefully this, this was, was kind of useful, but yeah, uh, no, no, honestly, no. It is like, I, I thought the idea was such a good one because it's pretty rare that uh, agencies are going to hear just uncut versions of what people are thinking about when they want to hire an agency, what's going through the head, um, the bad experiences they've had. You know, I, I think that's actually quite helpful and it makes me think I want to maybe do this at a larger scale <laughs> at some point. Yeah. I think it's a, an amazing topic that gives, uh, is really, uh, should be helpful for agency owners because I mean, it's, I don't think we're the only two people in the world that think this way when we're hiring an agency. Yeah, 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 for sure. Awesome. Well, I hope I hope it was helpful, and thank you so much for uh, for hosting this and, and continuing to to do this podcast. I think it's great. Thanks, thanks a lot, Fati, and thank you so much for uh, putting together Growth Mentor. Like I said, it's been super helpful for me. Where would you like to direct people listening to this to find out more about you and Growth Mentor? Uh, about me, you can always connect with me on, on LinkedIn, just, uh, search, uh, Foti Panagio, um, and you'll, you'll find it. And I'll link that up in the show notes, just so you guys yeah. know it, agencyhighway.com slash one three seven. And, and growth mentor, growth mm. Which will also be linked up there. Yeah. And I, I can't recommend growth mentor enough. It's, it's been a really cool experience for me. I haven't actually booked a call in a while, but I think it's about time. I signed up for a year, so I can yeah. <laughs> get in there. And a lot of new mentors uh, have joined the last couple of months. So if you if you want some recommendations, uh, you can we can talk chat about it afterwards. Oh, 100%. I'm down for that. Uh -huh. All right, guys, again, uh, the notes for this and the links uh, that we spoke about, uh, like louder.io, uh, yeah, and and the links to Growth Mentor and Forties LinkedIn will all be over at agencyhighway.com slash 137. Discover how to grow your agency, earn more, and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.